It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Alverson Law Office, and The Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. And streaming at uh, lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills Ford and Mills GM for that. And also available now at Podcast One. Mac with you along with Chris. Uh, Chris, another great week in golf. And uh, uh, it's not the, the, the biggest event in the world on the men's tour. J.T. Poston wins the Wyndham Championship, a nice a long-time uh, championship. A few of the big names did not play, actually, actually quite a few. But uh, J.T. goes out and shoots a 62 on Sunday <laughs> for a one-shot win in the, in the regular season finale. And we were just talking off, Mike, before we started. The drama involved late in the season with trying to get in that top 125, get yourself guaranteed into the FedEx playoffs, and a whole lot of other things as far as getting to play golf next year. And that was so fun. And guys are changing position. You know, every shot, it goes. Yeah. guy goes from whatever, 126 down to 131, and then back up to 126. And then it's just it's amazing. You know, these this last week or last couple weeks of the season, the – Drama at the back half of the the leaderboard is is more compelling than than the leader that's hit themselves really in a lot yeah, of cases. It's but, fun. Yeah, there are so many. I mean, you know, um, when when these guys are playing, it, it sounds a little overblown, but when these guys are playing for their livelihood, they're, they're all yeah millionaires really. But I, I mean, you know, they're they're playing for their right to play next season when they're in that. You know, on that bubble from 125 to 150 and, and beyond. And, um, gosh, the last, this last week and last couple tournaments are so key for if you're in that position. And, um, you know, if you remember when we had Tom Rolfe on, who's Roberto Diaz's agent and yeah. talking about, you know, Roberto was in that position and unfortunately finished 151st on the money list. But when you're on that bubble, it, the, the opportunities that you do and don't get just all around from the opportunities to get to how many tournaments you get to play, what tournaments you get into, the endorsements that you get. Um, it's There's so much writing on the line when it comes to this time of year that it's uh, it's just compelling and great, great drama and golf. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, just as a, for instance, like what Chris is talking about, right around, Pat Perez, who's very popular and uh, Kind of every man out there yeah. on the golf course with a little bit longer hair, maybe a little bit bigger belly. Uh, won a million dollars this year, a million one, but he's 125th and he's two points ahead of uh, Wierzynski and Stefani, th- uh, four points ahead of Streb. And th- that's like a guy missed a four footer on the 72nd hole of some tournament two weeks ago and now he's not in the top 125. Well, yeah, it, re- it comes, it comes <laughs> down to, you know, a shot or half a shot or and you know you think back on 
Well, any round of golf and, you know, a, you know, a, a three footer you missed or a ball you knocked in the water when you didn't want it. So, I mean, your, your whole season, uh, guy like Pat Perez, who's, you know, he was injured. He came back. He won. Um, you know, and here he is. He's 125th. He's, he's come off. You know, a couple of really good years of of great play after uh, some injuries and some setbacks, and you know he's right on that bubble. And if you that one twenty five number is huge because one you get in the first event of the FedEx Cup, it guarantees you basically unlimited starts the following year. Um, so it's it, it's interesting stuff. It's fun. Oh yeah, it is fun. <laughs> And the guys you kind of you root for along the way. Some guys have fallen uh, by the boards a little bit. Bill Haas, who's won the FedEx uh, Championship, is is one fortieth. He hasn't had a good year. Probably injuries involved. Hasn't played as much. And uh, I mean, good players down below one twenty five. Obviously, they're all you know. We, any, anybody in the top two hundred players right. in the world is pretty right. darn good. Obviously, so. But yeah, great, uh, great drama. On the uh, on the women's side of things, what a great uh, British Open it was! Went out of nowhere. Uh, Hinako Shibuno uh, from Japan has been playing on the women's Japanese tour. She's a rookie there, I think. Comes over and plays in her first uh, LPGA event, a major, the Women's British Open at the Woburn Golf Club, and she wins. And uh, they call her the Smiling Princess in Japan. That's the translation. She just goes out and fires a 66, 69, 67, 68, smiling the whole way, and under pressure, last group of the day, and uh, in trouble, not in trouble, smiling with her caddy, joking around. And you were saying there was a little anecdotal one of her one of her big smiles. Oh it, yeah, it was it, it was amazing. I mean, what a what a great attitude. If we could all play like that, we'd all play a lot better. I yeah. Think. But uh, yeah, the one one of the times she was you know she's over a shot and she's laughing and her caddy calls her off and you know says what you know what what's going on? And so she says what. Well, I was just thinking over the ball. If I sh- what if I shank this, it's going to go right in the crowd. Here she is, <laughs> one shot lead, and and she's she's laughing because she uh, she's afraid she might shank it. <laughs> yeah, but, she was so fun. She yeah. uh, is just going to energize things. I think she's a, a cute young girl and uh, just a big splash out of nowhere. First oh, LPGA great. event and wins a major. That's like a. Uh, there's a movie there somewhere. You know, yeah, we'll have to get to. Uh, you know, and that the ladies' golf in Japan is huge. It uh, the ladies' tour in Japan actually has more events than the men. I think they they have 38 events on the ladies' Japanese tour compared to like 24 for the men, and they the men have less tournaments, but they play for the same amount of money. So it's uh, ladies' golf is is more popular in, in Japan than the, than the men's game is at the professional level, and uh, she is a, she is a national hero this week. Yeah, yeah, and it, every tour needs a needs a superstar, fresh face once in a while, and it looks like she might be that for the LPGA. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons. Uh, good guest coming up, Michael Kaiser. Uh, Chris, uh, a friend of yours, and uh, just uh, taking the golf world by storm. Uh, with, yeah, with the, his. you know the Kaiser family. Yeah. Uh, his father, Mike Kaiser, is the, the you know the founder of Band and Dunes Resort. We're going to talk to Michael about uh, um, Sand Valley in Wisconsin, close to us, and uh, they're really um, 
I don't know if disruptors are the right word, but they're they're by far the most successful golf course developers in the last uh, the last fifteen to twenty years, and uh, they're doing so many things so well. So it'll be fun to talk to them. Matt Killian from the Brainerd Baxter Chamber will be here along with Chuck Kletkowski from Craigens. They'll be talking about the uh, tour showcase coming up, a, a big event in our area within a couple of weeks as well. We'll be back with that on Lakes Woods and Irons. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our friends at Mills GM and Mills Ford, and now available wherever podcasts are sold, or most of the time they're for free. So <laughs> just look for Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You can find us on the uh, Podcast One, for instance. Chris, very special guest. Uh, you've been fortunate enough to play this uh, golf course, and I'll let you handle the introductions. Yeah, I want to introduce, uh, welcome to the show, Michael Kaiser. Michael's the managing partner at Sand Valley Resort in uh, Rome, Wisconsin, and and uh, his family is uh, responsible for Bandon Dunes and Cabot Cliffs and so many of these great uh, new golf courses that have come on board in the last 20 years. Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on your show. Michael, I had the opportunity to come over to Sand Valley and play in the uh, the summer solstice back in June, and um, it was funny when I was invited to that. I, I I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, other than I was very excited to come in and see Sand Valley. And the event was uh, seventy two holes of golf in one day walking, <laughs> which uh, I've I've had a lot of thirty six hole days and an occasional fifty four hole day, but uh, never tr- attempted to play seventy two holes. That was quite an experience. <laughs> it was pretty warm, too, if I remember. Yeah, it was a warm day. In the high 70s, maybe, maybe even warmer. Yeah, but uh, it, it, it was a fantastic experience. I had, I had heard great things about Sand Valley, and you guys have been open, what, almost two years now? Yeah, we opened the first course in May of 2017. Yeah, and I was, uh, I had, like I said, I had heard great things, but I, I was really blown away when I got there by how good it was. And uh, t- tell us about the property and the golf courses. <clears throat> sure. The um, well, the golf courses sit on an ocean of sand in, in central Wisconsin. Um, that got there uh, when an ice dam erupted in the Wisconsin Dells about 12,000 years ago, and uh, the wake uh, bed uh, above that ice dam provided for all this sand. Uh, So much of our county and surrounding counties are sand, but on our property they bubble up into these beautiful sand dunes that you might not expect uh, in central Wisconsin. So uh, three golf courses and, and the more uh, the additional courses we're planning all sit you know, on these uh, prehistoric sand dunes in uh, either a prairie or oak savanna uh, setting. So that's the, that's the foundation for our golf. So you've got, you've currently have Old McDonald, or excuse me, uh, Mammoth Dunes, the Sand Valley course, and then uh, the Sandbox, which is your 17-hole par-3 golf course. And uh, kind of tell us the, the difference in those courses and, and what they're about. Uh, sure. Uh, Sand Valley was the first golf course. As we said, it opened in May uh, 2017. It, it plays through these you know, really valleys of, of sand down yeah. in 
these lows that are surrounded by these 100-foot uh, dunes of uh, exposed sand. So that was the, the first built by um, Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw. You know, really, even though it's not on the ocean, it is, you know, an, an inland, you know, links course. The the routing was laid out so that golfers could play the ball on the ground. Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, meant to be a ground game here uh, at Sand Valley. We keep our, uh, our grasses lean and mean so that the ball can uh, roll. Like in Scotland, it gets windy where you have a club or two of wind uh, every day. So it's to the golfer's advantage to keep the ball low and under the wind and, and use the contours to get the ball close to the hole. Uh, which is different than you know traditional uh, park than golf, which is more similar to throwing a dart at a dartboard, right. more like <laughs> lawn bowling along the ground. Uh, the second golf course, uh, Mammoth uh, Dunes, also you know uh, emphasizes the need to get the ball uh, rolling on the ground. Uh, Sand Valley is on big land. Uh, mammoth Dunes is truly mammoth uh, in every sense of, of the word the topography is enormous uh the fairways are wide and the greens are the largest collection of 18 uh whole greens on the planet bigger <laughs> even than uh the old course at st andrews and old mcdonald in, in oregon so everything about it is uh is uh, mammoth it is uh, yeah. sandbox <clears throat> is the 17 hole par 3 golf course um it's really what what the Scots might call a mashy golf course. So you're not hitting you know full length four irons into greens. You're hitting sixty to one hundred thirty yard uh, shots. However, you're hitting them to greens that are as big as any you know green on a typical golf course. So it's not everything's not shrunken. The the approaches are shorter, but any one of those greens could hold its own on any one of our golf courses. Uh, so that's a really fun. Uh, way to play golf. The greens are maybe a little uh, sportier than what we might put on a golf course because it, it's it's easier to hit a wild green from 60 yards than it might be from 170. So we had a little more fun with some of the contours on the green. Uh, we encourage people to play in eight sums or, or 12 sums. A lot of people play barefoot. It's it's just a fun place to go out and uh, enjoy an hour and a half, you know, in the afternoon, you know, before dinner with your friends. Um, so th- that's what we currently have on the ground, but but we certainly have more coming. The the sandbox was one of the coolest things about the whole property, I thought. And you know, if you think about the 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 size of it and the land it's built on, every community in Iowa and Minnesota and Wisconsin and the Midwest should have something like that in their city. And the, the, what it would do to increase, you know, the game of golf and grow the game of golf would be incredible. And it, it, it's, it's just so cool. I mean, you could literally play the course with a putter because of the, the ground, how it rolls, but you hit these great, there's so many, the shot value on, on the course is so good. And in fact, every tee has a putting tee. The concept, <laughs> when it started, I wanted to build a course that you would only play with your putter. So it's sort of 20 to 40 yard course. And, it, and the routing started that way, but Jimmy Craig, who laid out the routing, kept on finding uh, tees to these greens that were further back. And he said, you know, Mike, look at this this view. This is pretty good. How do we not build this tee? And I couldn't disagree. So over the course of the project, it grew into something much bigger, but we kept all of those original 
uh, putter tees. So some people go out and just play the course with a cut uh, with a putter. You know, and for younger people or, or people newer to the game, the, the those putting tees are where you should start. Right? Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. And once you get comfortable sort of with that approach, then move your way back to, let's say, 130 yards. So it's, it's a neat way to introduce people to the game. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Michael, the, the process, your family, of course, involved in lots of these great golf courses. Do you do you see the, the land first yourself and maybe your partners, and then you uh, get a hold of a guy like Crenshaw and his partner and say, what do you think? Is that... Because uh, it takes, I think it's an artist who who sees it at first and uh, can see it with the, when it's wild state. Uh, yeah, we generally do see the property before uh, the architect. Although, with that said, uh, there's an architect that we're uh, sending to a far flung site in the next month who's going to scout it for us and tell us what he thinks. Uh, I, I think that it's an artist who you know creates these incredible holes that, and shapes them. We've done it enough where, you know, it's, uh, we could see a piece of ground and evaluate it for its, you know, golf merits. Uh, and it might, it, it seemed like a big task if, if somebody has, hasn't done that 50 times, but, um, you know, we've been very fortunate and that we've seen, seen a lot of projects, uh, pre-development, through development, you know, other people's projects. So, um, and, and also, you know, uh, we have the benefit of great topographic maps that we could study uh, as well. So, you know, we can't claim too much credit in identifying <laughs> a site is great. Um, it's it's the artists and the genius of, of, of these arch- architects that, you know, maximizes the full potential of a site. That That's, that's the hard part, and that's what these architects do so well. And how did you discover the Sand Valley property? I mean, it's an incredible piece of property with elevation change and the rolliness of it. And um... So it was discovered by a gentleman named Craig Haltom, who had uh, lived uh, at the home of golf in Scotland, uh, outside Edinburgh, uh, with Greg Ramsey, who we were associated with it, with, with uh Barn Bugle Dunes it's in Tasmania, and they both came home to search for their dream golf site. Uh, so he spent many years looking for these sandy blowouts, and it was generally ATVers in Wisconsin who carved out these sandy blowouts and gave some indication or clue that that there was sand underneath. If it weren't for the ATVers, Craig would have only seen uh the agricultural timber plantation and there wouldn't have been any indication of sand so he came across uh i think it was pre-google uh but some aerial with what appeared to be a sandy blowout hmm. uh, and he was on a mission to find his his dream site so he uh he he um that's how he identified the site when he came to it in person again knowing that the site is purely sand in a walk Within minutes, I'm sure he, he recognized that it had uh, merit, and then he continued to explore it and, and uh, determined that those great contours went on and on and on. So he, he reached out to us uh, through Greg Ramsey, who I worked uh, for in Tasmania, Australia, and uh, my 
dad and I came up, and you know, again, within a couple of minutes, you see that. I mean, you you see and feel the contour just driving into the site. Uh, and then we spent a few months. I went up there for a few months and just explored it on foot to understand the extent of the topography. And uh, just as he promised, the topography went on and on and on, and and, and we're still exploring. Yeah, it's incredible. The corners of the property. So you, you've got more golf planned there, I understand. And t- tell us about that. Yeah, Tom Doak uh, was just up Friday, Saturday. We had a great walk in the sedge. Uh, we're planning a, a, a fourth golf course, 18-hole golf course, to be designed by uh, Tom Doak. And, and if all goes well and financing uh, comes through, we will start it in as early as April uh, of next year, but we've begun, you know, flagging uh, fairway lines and, and clearing lines where there still are, are trees. So that is, uh, it's moving forward. You know, what, one of the things that I admire about what you and your family have done so much is is you're kind of disruptors in the game and that you... Um, you don't necessarily have to, you don't follow all the, all the rules. And uh, from what I've read about the Doak course, it's going to be, is it par 68 or 9 planned? Par 68, and it tips out at 6,000 yards. Which, and you, we hope it, it will be disruptive. And I think it will because 99% of our golfers will play the golf course and have no idea that the par was 68 or 6,000. <laughs> Right. Sure, and that's why it's disruptive. That you could have a fabulous golf course that's fun to play and challenging, and par, you know, within five or six strokes is really not relevant. Sixty-seven to seventy-four, it's it's not relevant. And many of the world's greatest golf courses uh, fit that mold. So, Swinley Forest, Rye. West Sussex. These are all six thousand yards courses. Right. The three of us played them. I, just to be totally honest, when I walked off Swinley Forest, I I had no idea it was six thousand <laughs> or the par was sixty eight. It's just a fabulous golf course. Yeah. That, that that's that's the reaction we want people to have. Of is that was great, and not even think about the par, but just say that was really fun. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's that's the way it should be. That's what, what, what we need more in the game of golf today. Your uh, your family has had, you know, there have very, very, been very few successful golf course developments in the last uh, 20 years. But uh, you guys kind of have the magic formula, I think. I, I think I've got all these. So you've done Bandon Dunes. You've done uh, Cabot Cliffs in Nova Scotia, uh, Sand Valley. Uh, stream song, um, Bambogle Dunes and Lost Farms in, in Tasmania. Um, what, what am I missing there? Well, we haven't done Stream Song. A lot of people oh, okay. give us credit for that. We were uh, th- that was the vision of Rich Mack, uh, who developed that while he worked for Mosaic, which is a huge mining company, and, and they build it. Um, for environmental encapsulation and, and to keep jobs in the area, so we were we are friends with Rich, and, and he's been a wonderful, you know, neighbor and friendly competitor. And uh, you know, we we certainly share our thoughts, and, and as we encourage him to share his thoughts on our properties. But we're not partners, and we didn't develop it. And he, um, you know, with a great team, but he deserves. Uh, full credit for that uh, wonderful achievement. It's a it's a great set of golf courses. 
Michael, one of the uh, sponsors of our show is Tito's Handmade Vodka and the uh, amenities at your golf course. And one of our uh, good friend of ours, Jeff Hilborn, works here for us, actually, is my boss. And uh, he went out, his bucket list included Sand Valley. And uh, another uh, thing on his bucket list was Wisconsin Supper Club. So he played your place, and then he went to Wisconsin Supper Club just so he could, uh, you know, have a cigar and have an old-fashioned kind of cool dinner. I love hearing that. You know, it's, everything we do is about, um, you know, uh, uh, bringing a spotlight to the place. There has to be a sense of place, right? We don't want people to come to Sand Valley and say, I could have had this experience anywhere else on the planet. And one of the things that uh, reinforces the place of central Wisconsin are, are supper clubs. So, yeah. uh, you know, our guests ask, ask for that a lot. Where would you recommend uh we, we go to experience a true, authentic supper club. The Dirty Oar is a mile and a half down the street. Uh, Colleen and Ed are the owner-proprietors. Colleen was Christian there when she was a little girl. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's been in the community for a long time. And I encourage people to go experience it. Experience that because I don't think they can do that anywhere else. It's, it's really a neat, uh, a neat thing to do. Michael, one of the other things about Sand Valley that I, I didn't realize that was there until it was the, your tennis facility. Um, I've never seen grass courts quite like those. So the, tell us about that. You know, it was it was a fun little experiment. We said, you know, we got this driving range. It was before we opened. And I had some friends who were tennis players, so invited them up to a weekend of golf, backgammon, and grass court tennis. <laughs> sort of at the end of the season, and it was just sort of a, a fun, playful thing to do. But people's reaction was overwhelmingly positive, right? Because none of us had ever played on grass before. It was really fun. And it turns out, once you uh, have an incredible agronomy staff and own all the equipment, uh, it takes very little to to maintain a grass tennis court, whereas if that was your only amenity, it could be very expensive. So we said, you know, let's try this, try this, and, and see, see if people take to it. Uh, and we built we built some courts, and people are really taking to it. it it's it's fun, uh, it's different, um, and tennis players. They, they love it because generally a tennis court is a tennis court is a tennis court, right? So it becomes what surrounds the tennis court. Here, the actual court and experience is incredibly unique. And all of our courts are in these amphitheaters of sand. So we don't have formal fences to stop the ball. If you hit it too far, it just rolls into a sand dune. No, that was very uh, cool. We've also <laughs> encouraged our junior caddies, which supplemented their rounds uh, by giving them jobs as ball boys and ball girls. And as it turns out, it's really fun when you're just playing tennis, right? You don't have to spend 60% of the time running around chasing errant balls, which is at least what I do. I'm a lousy tennis player. So <laughs> I spend most of the time at the net picking balls up. And when you have these nice, young, you know, local kids, you know, helping you uh, with the game and you just get to play, uh, it makes it really enjoyable. And I think people are uh, they're taking to that in big numbers. Uh, I just saw the numbers for this next week, and it, you know, it, it blew my mind. That's yeah, fantastic. Uh, and it's nice the yesterday uh, just walking around, just seeing people in tennis whites walking around the resort. It's, it's neat. It's different, yeah. but it's working. And tennis players and golfers get along. Very cool. So you're, uh, you know, for our listeners, you're about five hours from from Brainerd and uh, about 
three to three and a half from the Twin Cities. Uh, tell us w- w- about the upcoming fall. How long will you be open, and y- you have availability? And um, yeah, we do have uh, uh, availability. You know, in between now and end of September, there are you know random days that have um, th- that has uh, availability in the hotel. Uh, we are pretty close to full the second half of september certainly starts to open up and october i think you and and your listeners know october golf in the midwest is some of the best golf that exists Um, and our booking window in october is much much shorter uh so we have availability in october and i'd recommend uh, people come check it out because it's it's just beautiful weather the trees uh you know the oaks are turning and it's a really fun time to to be uh on the property. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I, I hope to get over before the snow flies again. But, uh, Michael, we really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story, and uh, we hope to see you again this fall. Best way for people to book, Michael, website, I suppose, something like that? Yeah, go on the website. There's a number to reservations. We do all the uh, all the reservations uh, with a, a reservations agent to walk you through it and act as a concierge. So just call our number, and we'll, uh, we have a team of people waiting to help. Awesome. Great stuff, Michael. Thanks a million, Thanks Michael. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was really fun. I'll see you soon. Michael Kaiser from uh, Sand Valley and uh, a whole lot of other cool golf courses around the world. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. It's Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ and streaming online at BrainerdRadio.net. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and available now at Podcast One. Streaming brought your way by Mills GM and Mills Ford. Thanks to them for that. Have uh, Chuck Letkatsky with us and uh, Chris Foley, of course, and we want to talk about this uh, CRMC Tour Showcase that's coming up here at Craigans. We're actually at Craigans. Uh, before leagues on <laughs> Thursday night tonight, so <laughs> Chuck, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, it's great to have you guys out here, and uh, we're really looking forward to this uh, this showcase event that's coming up in just a couple weeks now. It's uh, it doesn't seem like it's been that la- been that long since last year's event that was. Uh, so greatly pulled together in a short amount of time and um, just bigger and better things things this year and hopefully a step closer to having a uh, what used to be the web.com tour now the corn ferry tour Chuck it's uh, tell, tell us about the week and the event well the biggest thing that has expanded this year is that instead of a one day event it's now uh, going over the course of four days so August 19th through the 22nd this year uh, we've just got a number of great events Monday there's fishing during the day we've got a, a boat ride scheduled for our uh, sponsors on the new gully cruise boat um, out of Craigans and then we've got the 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 cloud stamping gala is Monday night which uh, is going to be a great great time we're going to have a pairings party for the people playing in the pro-am on Tuesday and then the chase and the ovation um, the Prince tribute band is playing that night so that that uh, that's open to the public people can buy tickets and uh, come out and enjoy that General admission, 25 bucks to come out and see the show. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so we've got $25 tickets. Uh, if you buy them in advance, um, 
You can buy them at the Legacy Golf Shop. You can buy them at uh, Donlinger's, or you can buy them at the Hubbard Radio Station uh, Studio as well. So, yeah, people can get their tickets for that. And then we've got a VIP section for $75. Get some some cocktails and some food and that kind of stuff. So a lot of options to uh, to, to enjoy enjoy that uh, that show. And that's going to be at Craigan's Resort at the Sports Center. Got these young pros coming from around the country. We got to show them prints, don't we? <laughs> right, that's right. Minnesota guy <laughs> with with a fishing tournament and prints going to be here. That it, it is very Minnesota. <laughs> that's a very it's a very Minnesotan day. And yeah, and then we're going to transition Tuesday um, into our pro am. So there'll be a one o'clock shotgun start, um, five player team. So our sponsors of. There'll be four amateurs and one of the golf professionals uh, on a on a team, and that'll be a one o'clock event um, right on the tournament course. So it's going to be a great uh, day. We've got a color guard, we've got a national anthem singer. Bud Chapman's going to be here to hit the ceremonial first tee shot again, and uh, it'll just be a really fun day. And uh, you know, it really works as a, a, a practice round for the pros too to see sure, the golf absolutely. course. It's fun for the amateurs. I got to play in it last year. I was fortunate enough, and. Uh, you know, we all trudge to the blues or the whites, depending how how good or or old we are. And uh, the young pros, they go back to the blacks where you can't see them. <laughs> you just hear the hear the tee shot come shooting out over your head, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, Matt McKinnon, our superintendent, has got the golf course in uh, in really great shape, and and really over the next uh, next two weeks, we'll be you know dialing that in even more. Um, Increasing the speed of the greens just a touch, and uh, so it should be a good uh, should be a good challenge for the guys, and uh, we're excited to see what they shoot. I mean, these are these are great players, so yes. there'll probably be some low numbers, Chris, right? Well, you know, I think people hopefully they'll come out and watch, and they will be very uh, excited about the level of play, and you know, the the difference between what you're seeing this week in the Northern Trust Open and what you'll see in a couple weeks at Craigans is is really not as great as you would think and uh, there will be some players playing that, that you know in the next year or two years we'll, we'll see playing in the, the FedEx series here at the end of the season so uh, the level of play will be extremely high yeah and that's the kind of the exciting thing too about doing it locally here is that um, you know we've heard from different communities you know where where these these people come out and you watch these guys when they're when they're early in their career and later you see them on tv and you know you can have a personal relationship with them yeah that's right yeah there isn't you know there's just it's more local and they're golf guys like you guys and we've talked about it on the show a lot of times so many guys in the golf world and the golf business are just good guys and these young guys are all you know that some of them will end up in careers like you guys have some of them will end up on tour uh, but they're just good guys and i would think that like the gala on uh, monday night They'll be there, and they're very cordial, nice guys, good to talk to. They like to tell their story, and, of course, they're all uh, dreaming of the uh, PGA Tour, so that's fun, and uh, opportunities to meet them on Pro-Am Day and then come out and see them play some great golf. Uh, day two, you think moving day be kind of a uh, moved up to the second day, but that'll be <laughs> interesting to see that when the guys have – you can get hot for a few holes and maybe have a good shot at winning a one-day tournament, but uh, over two days – you better uh, play some quality golf back to back, right? Yeah. So on uh, Wednesday the twenty first and and Thursday the twenty second will be the actual tournament round. So that'll be just the golf professionals playing, and uh, yeah. we're not sure uh, if they're going to go out in twosomes or threesomes, but uh, it'll look a lot like a, a tour event. We've got live scoring. We've got uh, two big scoreboards coming. Um, we've got hospitality tents on the deck. D and D beverage will be our uh, preferred sponsor or preferred vendor on that that kind of stuff so there'll be you know there'll be a beer garden and and a lot of food opportunities and whatnot so it should be fun 
you know what, what I think, Shaka. You know, last year we were calling it a preview event, and you know this year is really a, a preview of what could be if we have a corn fairy tour event. And, um, you know, it's very much like a week on the PGA Tour. All the all the events surrounding it, the gala and the, the fishing tournament, and then the pro am, and then the actual event. And uh, it's really going to be a you know kind of a, a exciting week in the Brainerd Lakes area. And um, the sponsorship, the community involvement, and businesses in the community has been tremendous. Yeah, it's really great to to uh, to have the support of of so many different types of businesses, and um, it's it's just nice to pool pool the money because again. Ultimately, you know, we're trying to help help raise money for charity and, and Cuyuna Regional Medical Center to come on as the title sponsor and Donlinger and, and Excel Energy as well. Um, Craigens Resort. I mean, um, everyone's been, you know, kind of pooling their money so that, again, we can give give more back to charity working together than any of us would, would do individually. And, uh, you know, along those same lines, we, there's no admission charge this week. We're just going to, yeah. you know, there's a ticket to the party. It's 25 bucks, But, you know, to come out and watch the golf and everything is, is just complimentary. So people can just park right in the Legacy parking lot, <laughs> and, and uh, we'll direct them out on the course and, and show them where the guys are and everything. So it should be fun. And the, the that party that night, is is that's at the Legacy or that's at Craigens? That's uh, over at Craigens at the Sports Center. So, um, yeah, general admission tickets available uh, in advance or, or else you could buy them right at the door too if you want and better get them in advance i think this thing's going to be sold out yeah well <laughs> they're, they're, they're cheaper in advance so they're, they're going up a little bit at the, at the door but yeah. uh the doors open to the public at 7 p.m that night and then the the, the prince uh, band starts at uh, eight o'clock so yeah what let's uh i thought last year the kickoff was fantastic and impressive and i, I think the players really thought so you know and, and uh Ron Sanders, who's been heavily involved in getting the whole thing put together, was talking about the kind of the buzz among the players, what a, what a great venue it is. And uh, I asked the guys I was playing with and a few of the other pros, is this, you know, is this uh, uh, a typical of a corn fairy event? And uh, uh, they said, it's better than most. So <laughs> the, that, that's kind of nice to hear. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's exciting, and that's you know, being in the hospitality world, that's what uh, you know, that's the type of show that we want to put on, so that you know, in next year and in the years to come, that this one is early on in their calendar, so that the guys you know look forward to it. And uh, this year, we've we've got uh, our lodging partners is the Minnesota Hockey Camp, so a lot of the guys are going to stay up there and um, you know, kind of experience that. But in the future, you know, we could see reaching out to our members or the or the local community here to have have some host families. Yeah. And that kind of stuff, because um, a lot of these guys are early in their career and they are looking to save a few dollars. And if we can help help that experience, and that only helps build the relationships. Absolutely, Chuck. You know, we're just a week out or ten days out, but are, are there still opportunities maybe to play in the pro am or participate in other ways, volunteer that type of thing? Yeah, we've got a lot of volunteers, so a lot of those positions are, are full um, through Cuyuna Regional Medical Center and our legacy members and things. We filled kind of a lot of those positions but there's still sponsorship opportunities available uh there are a few playing spots still available for the tuesday uh pro-am and then obviously like we were talking earlier the party is uh is open to, open to everybody but uh yeah they can uh, stop in into the legacy and and talk with us or they can stop by donlinger's uh headquarters there is where the tour showcase headquarters are and they can check out the website brainerdlakestourshowcase.com it's got a lot of uh good information on there too so so Thursday we'll know the uh, we'll know the winner, of course, and uh, 
you can exhale probably chuck for about five minutes and then it's august and september so you don't get the day off or anything you gotta be back here the next day the business has been good we've been uh, our leagues are uh, leagues have a few weeks left and stuff but uh it is interesting that it's coming up on mid-august somebody on the top team got two and a half points last week and then we were no longer the top team after that score was posted so we won't well, do we want to hurt anybody's feelings so we won't mention it <laughs> don't need to reveal that information <laughs> Chuck, thanks for taking the time. Just great to to make this attempt to uh, you know get professional golf coming into Brainerd, and I think uh, just taking another step forward this year. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's uh, we look forward to having a lot of uh, people out at the Legacy uh, the week of August nineteenth through the twenty second. And of course, Tito's Handmade Vodka sponsors our nineteenth hole. I'm thinking a guy might be able to get a cool one that week, uh, whether you're watching or playing. I think that might be available. Probably watching. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Chuck. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ. The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ. Streaming at com. Thanks to our friends at Mills Ford and Mills GM and also available now at uh, Podcast One and wherever you can find podcasts, just uh, uh, put in Lakes, Woods, and Irons, and we'll show up for you. Chris, uh, FedEx uh, playoffs now begin with uh, Northern Trust. The Tiger's going to play, and uh, a lot of the talk, of course, always revolves around Tiger and uh, how will the body hold up because it's a little bit tighter schedule now, and they got to they got to play three weeks in a row. And uh, Tiger hasn't done that in a while. No, and, um, you know, I, I would guess he'll play this week. He'll skip next week, and then he'll play in the yeah. in the uh, the Tour Championship. But, uh, um, you know, we're taping Wednesday. Reports are he sh- sure look good Monday and Tuesday. Of course, you know, if you think about it, they're playing in New York City. It's hot, humid there. Yeah. Compared to Port Rush, where it was cold and rainy and damp, um, this is much better for his body than yeah. than playing, you know, fifty five, sixty degrees in, in cold, damp weather. So, uh, I will, you know, hopefully we'll have a great, we'll see a great week from Tiger this week. Yeah, it's a course he likes too, uh, from from what I've read. So, uh, that's always a plus. And up at the top, as we get going here, it's kind of a, uh, they're almost re-explaining the new FedEx, uh, playoffs every week on Golf Channel. And with, with good reason. It's changed quite a bit and, uh, how it, how we crown an eventual champion is changing as well. Uh, Brooks Kepka right at the top. Uh, the points don't really matter. He's going to be in first, it looks like, for the next couple of weeks. Roy McElroy, Matt Kuchar, Xander Shoffley, and Gary Woodland, the top five guys you've seen. On the top of the leaderboard all season long, even uh, Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, Casey, uh, Simpson. Nice to see Simpson back up there, Webb, and uh, John Rahm, your top ten. And uh, a lot of big names, of course, all over the top 25. But, um, yeah, just you got to be really consistent. Uh, Matt Kuchar is a great example. He's had eight top tens this year. Rory's had 12 top tens and 13 top 25s and he's only played in 16 everybody thinks rory's not having that good a year uh he's only won twice didn't win a major won twice and he's finished uh he started 16 events and finished in the top 13 25 times top 25 13 times statistically he's had a phenomenal year yeah Um, and the kepka of course has 
he's only got eight top tens, but he's uh, he's played in eighteen events, eleven top twenty fives, eight top tens, and three wins, including a FedEx and a major. So. He's pretty good. Not bad. Kind of ruined his legacy, though, winning a regular event, a non-major event. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a little bit of a complicated scoring system, but uh, we'll get used to it, I think. Actually, I think from the player's point of view, it'll simplify things a little bit. For the fans, we'll just have to get used to it. I think what some of the players are resisting is that last uh, that last tournament, the, basically the championship, uh, you can't really win that tournament because uh, uh, if you're, say, uh, 25th, just pick a number, because uh, Kepka's 10 under when the tournament starts, or, or Rory, who's ever in first. I, 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 I'm not a fan. Maybe, I, I don't we'll, like that. We'll, we'll find out in three weeks, but I, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a club event with its handicapped. It's a net. Yeah, we're playing in the net division. Yeah, I don't get why they did it myself, yeah, I, but I, I am, I'm not sure. It, it. Um... I mean, I think a lot of people remember Tiger won the ten million, and Phil won a million for winning that last tournament. Right, and it was of interest for everybody because that's probably at that time the two golf's two favorite players. One guy wins the ten million, the next guy wins the one million, and everybody's interested. Yeah, it's uh, it'll it'll be interesting. I I, um, I I hope I feel different in a couple weeks, but to to handicap it like there, I'm not, I, I'm just not sure. You know, they, they've done the point reset before, which is a bit of a handicap, I guess. But for the you know for. Kepka, I, I assume he'll still be in that position when when the tour he he he, get, he starts off the the event at ten under. Um, it'll be interesting. So I was just uh, before we went on. I had forty one uh, last Monday, uh, pretty solid. Had a pretty solid eighteen. Forty five with a triple and was feeling pretty good about the overall round. Then I have forty one, best round I played in probably this year, maybe. Uh, last five holes, I'm even. Birdied the 18th at Dutchess on uh, not an easy hole. It's good. Yeah. So now, and then Thursday comes, <laughs> league night, big night for Sheps for leading everything. And uh, I go out there and lay an egg, and uh, I can't hit a – my driver was okay. But my short game, Chris, it's an emergency situation. <laughs> Can you help me? Absolutely. <laughs> so just let me ask you a couple of uh, simple tips out of the – because uh, it's a, a decent second cut at uh, at Craigens for yeah. sure, and you get nestled down in there, and uh, just getting the ball within forty feet. Give me a tip. Well, you know when, when it's when it's in the rough like that and, and sitting down. Um, number one, you got to make make sure you have enough loft, and whether that you know depending on the length of the shot, whether that's your your sand wedge or your lob wedge or uh, maybe your pitching wedge, but. Um, you know what? What happens in the rough is that that the the grass grabs the club head and slows it down. And if we don't have a steep steep enough angle of attack into that into the golf ball, we're likely to hit too much behind it and you know leave it short of the green or um, you know just not get it close enough to the green so um, you know you want to make sure that you, you play the ball you know more towards the middle of your stance you set up with more weight on your lead foot so that'd be the left foot for the for the right-handed player so um, you know 60 
to 70% of your weight left and really make sure you get that club down into the ground and, and, and to the golf ball. And you, ha- you have to grip the club a little tighter uh, so that cl- the heel of the club doesn't catch and turn the club face over. Sure wish you'd been on my bag on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> uh, thanks to our guests, uh, Michael Kaiser and uh, Matt Chuckletkatsky this week. Appreciate those guys joining us. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on The Fan.